What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen back here in the SD Prep Insider Studios, and we are joined, as now always we are on Tuesdays, by St. Augustine football coach Joe Kramer. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing good, Christian. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks St. Augustine. St. Augustine. 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 <laughs> August of win. August of win. Um, August of win. Um, I, I'm going to get a call from Pom- like Coach Pomato is going to find my number and call me and just leave a voicemail. I feel like where he's going to say that over and over as a mantra for me to memorize. Yeah. So, Coach, yes, yes. three and O, oh, you guys end up. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say turning the tables on Loyola because you did beat them two years in a row, but last year it was sort of your coming out party in a dramatic win. This year you guys handled them quite capably. What was that win like for you? It was a great win. It's an all-boys school in Los Angeles, and uh, they have about twice the student population of us, around 1,600 boys. Um, So anytime you can get a a victory over a quality program like that with with great history, um, they're, they're a little down right now. They have a new coaching staff. I think, they do, I think they're doing a great job as far as the X's and O's. Um, and, and they're going to get it turned around with Coach Cassani. But it, it felt good just to get the win and uh, you know go out and perform well. So I know that Cathedral Catholic is your principal rival, and, and I, I'm not tossing this to you as a rivalry-based question, but just you get done on Friday with a huge win and then again – you know, the team across town gets another win sort of to keep pace at that. You guys are both hitting these huge wins. Does that get you excited, though, as you're looking a little bit down the line to the Holy Bowl, that Cathedral is keeping up this kind of a pace just to, to make that game even bigger for you? How do you fit that into your mindset? I try not to think of how big the game would be. Uh, certainly what Cathedral is doing is amazing. I mean, they're, they're, they're giant killers. They're taking down two of the top ten programs in the country, um, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you, because of their system and how well coached they are. Uh, and they have some pretty good players as well. So um, certainly, you know, it's building the hype and the anticipation for the Holy Bowl. And I know that um, our kids are excited. I'm sure that they're feeling the same way over there. Uh, but as a coach, you just try to make sure we get lined up right and we tackle and we uh, block people the way we're supposed to block them and secure the ball and uh, play well on special teams. So I try to just, you know, break it down and go through my process. But uh, it's certainly impressive what they're doing. Uh, I mean, and I, I think it's the first time ever a, a San Diego team's been top 10 in the country. So what they're doing is incredible, and uh, I'm looking forward to the Holy Bowl. Well, I guess we'll leave the hyperbole and, and dramatic semantics to to myself and the other media members. Um, it is, though, just looking at it objectively, it is amazing to see one and two in the city absolutely out there every week just blasting away huge win after huge win after huge win. Uh, you sent out a tweet, though, of uh, pretty quickly after the win, you and the coaching staff were already back cutting up the film, going to work. I I felt like it was about an hour and a half after the game, basically, that you guys were breaking everything down. So uh, let's start into sort of the coaching educational segment of this. Walk us through your timeline as a coach and a coaching staff. Game gets done on Friday night. You know, how long do you enjoy a win like that? When do you get right back to work? What are you transitioning into? Uh, here, here at Saints, we enjoy the win on the bus ride home, uh, on the elevator ride down to our office, and then we uh, walk the office, go home and sleep for about five hours, and, and the coaches are back at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Um, as soon as we get in here, we, we grade the film, so every coach uh, is on a computer uh, using our Excel document where we grade and uh, gives all the kids a percentage on you know, how they played and how, how they can get better. 
Um, at the same time that we're doing that, the players are up on the field uh, with our strength conditioning coach, Mike Sweat, uh, going through their Saturday lift and, and uh, run session, uh, and then also get treatment with our uh, athletic trainer, Samantha Villa. Uh, and then we meet about 1030, watch the previous night's game, uh, talk about uh, – I, I kind of give them my uh, synopsis of the game and how it went and how we can get better and what we need to improve on. Uh, we watch the film with them. I tell them a quick uh, summary on the team we're going to play uh, the following week. They go home, and then coaches go to work for about seven or eight hours to uh, – you know, make sure we have all the data and put everything on the board and then start our uh, start our game plan uh, on Sunday when they uh, all, all the coaches put into a PowerPoint that we presented on Monday afternoon. So it's a really quick turnaround. We, we try not to enjoy the win too long. You know, we obviously were happy about winning, but, uh, you know, you, you have to get ready for the next game because the, the week can jump on you real quick. So um, we just try to put as much work in as possible, give our kids a chance to, to win. And, uh, you know, it's obviously fun to win. So we want to keep doing it. Now, you talked about Cathedral and, and not putting too much emphasis on the Holy Bowl. Are you doing any scoreboard watching? Are you in, in any way, shape, or form able to actually enjoy just objectively high school football on a Friday night? Or, or are you just really dialed into who's next? Who did we just play? Let's deal with who's right in front of us. On, on the bus ride home, we have this, we have this big double-decker bus where the whole team is on the top level and then the bottom level is for the coaches. And so... Um, on the ride home, we're all like looking at score stream and, uh, you know, San Diego football on Twitter and getting all the scores and we're all talking about it. And, you know, we were talking to, you know, they, Cathedral really beat Centennial and all, all the other scores. So we, we have fun with it during, during that time. And, um, so of course, you're, I'm, you're, you know, able to, you're able to enjoy it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I try not to forget about this. This is football and this is fun. And, and so we're, we're, we're all talking about the scores, but then, you know, once, once morning hits, um, we're getting right back to work on our next opponent because that's the only one that really matters is the one you're playing next. So um, we try not to enjoy it too long, but it, it is fun to keep up with what everybody's doing in the county. Okay, so Coach, I got a couple of questions here submitted uh, over the last week and a half from, from different people around the county wanting to pick your brain about stuff. You mind if I bounce some of these off you? Shoot. Okay, so one of the questions comes in saying, how do you handle parents in terms of how do you make yourself most available? Are they able to come to practice? How, how do you establish that guideline or, 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 or boundaries? Well, the, the first thing you have to do is you have to schedule parent meetings throughout the season. So we always have a parent meeting preseason. And then uh, right after the season, I'll have a, a recruiting meeting for any, any uh, players uh, that are interested in playing college football. Uh, we have a meeting where they show up with their parents and we just talk about the process and I have a presentation for them. Um, so I think uh, having parent meetings and, and including your parents in as much things as possible is a good way to build relationships, relationships with them. Uh, it, it, it's, it's critical. You know, you don't want to be uh, closed off. So we have open practices. You know, we, we have about uh, four or five dads that come to every single practice and I, I call them the forefathers, you know, and they're, they're just watching to see, you know, how, how we're doing and how we're running the practice. So, I'm very open. Um, if any parents have questions for me about their uh, sons, you know, I'm, I'm willing to answer them and talk to them and meet with them. Uh, so it, it's a frequent thing. I'm, I'm definitely one of those coaches that wants to make it clear to the parents that I love their sons and I want them to succeed. And um, that's, that's my number one goal is to make sure our players uh, have a good experience here at Saints, uh, set themselves up if they, if they want to play college football for an opportunity to do that. Uh, most importantly, academically, and then also getting some good film so they can get, get recruited. But um, I think it's important to include your parents as much as possible. And we have some great parents here at St. Augustine that do a lot to support our program. 
got a question writing in saying that a, a coach is struggling to emphasize the importance to his players on, on, you know, actually eating right, hydrating right. How do you go about imparting that, that, hey, look, don't go home on a game night and not eat. Don't, you know, make sure you're drinking water. Not like, how do you deal with sort of the nutritional and health aspect of your players? Well, we, we constantly remind them that you need to hydrate all the time. And so depending on your body weight, it's going to, it's going to kind of dictate how much you, you need to drink. And uh, we, we just want to drink water, you know, drink water during the game or after practice, you drink some Gatorade for electrolytes. Um, but one of our big emphasis, let's take care of our bodies. And I'm glad you brought that up uh, because I think, Nutrition is, is so key, in particular during the season, so that they're not losing weight or, in some cases, gaining weight by just eating the wrong thing. So we just constantly remind them, encourage them to hydrate, encourage them to get three three good meals per day with some snacks in there. Um, and then we also weight train throughout the year uh, three times a week to make sure that we're maintaining ourselves. Um, and then our strength and conditioning coach, Mike Sweat, who I mentioned earlier, he does a great job. I mean, he, he's got multiple master's degrees in, in human movement, uh, kinesiology, and things like that. So he has a lot of uh, info for them so he stays on top of them as well how does that work at practice though I, I i think back to when i was in high school and it was you'll get a water break when we let you get a water break you know every half hour or so now i see a lot of people either have a, a group of people running around with water bottles or just hey when you need to go get it go get it every 10 minutes we'll give you a break how do you structure that hydration wise in practice what does that look like we have two five minute periods uh for uh water breaks for the players uh spread out through practice that's also for the coaches, too, because coaches get thirsty. Um, and then what we do is make injured guys carry the uh, water racks around um, because you don't want injured people being too comfortable being injured. You know, you want them to fight their way back. So we make them wear a helmet, make them wear their jersey at practice, uh, unless they're concussed or something like that. But um, So we make them walk around and give water to the guys. And um, we, 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 we make sure, our, you know, water's available to our kids throughout the day. Well, I'm glad you brought up the injuries because that was sort of our next question here that we have is how do you deal with players that are not able to be suited up? How do you keep them engaged? Well, I think what I just mentioned is yeah. having them at practice. We don't want them just to go into the training room. We have this beautiful training room in St. Augustine. And I think it's almost too beautiful because they like it so much to be in there. Um, so we you know, encourage them to not encourage, but we demand that they get treatment with Coach Via, our athletic trainer. And then once she sends you out after you're done, uh, you're on the sideline, you're engaged, you're taking mental reps, uh, you're giving guys water. Uh, I just want to make sure we're all together and not sort of spread out across campus. You know, and just having them out there is, is good, and I think it keeps them engaged and doesn't let them be too comfortable being hurt. Speaking of injuries, um, you had a, a, a scary moment a couple weeks ago with Jaleel Tucker taking a, a serious stinger. So obviously our prayers and everything goes out to, to handling his, his health and recovery and all that, but just kind of as a subset to the injury on an experience like that, where you got to go with a player to the hospital and, and go through that whole process, you felt you hit a wonderful update on, on Twitter and, and getting social media out there to just say great news. It, 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 no neck fractures, all that kind of stuff. I mean, how just kind of, for a coach that hasn't gone through a situation like that, where they have a player who requires, you know, that level of attention and going to the hospital, is there any words of advice or calming or perspective that you can give them about when they do encounter that situation, just how to get through it? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely a learning experience for me. It's the first time as a coach in the last nine years I've ever 
seen that happen to one of our players where they get loaded into an ambulance and get their jersey cut off their their uh, body and their shoulder pads. And so, to be honest with you, Christian, um, I love Jaleel. He's he's my player. I, I view him as my son, and um, it was really tough for me. You know, even talking about it now, you know, I get a little emotional. But um, I I knew one thing I had to do was not break down in front of the team because uh, they were all standing there watching. I knew we had to be strong and uh, finish the game. You know, and just trying to get their minds right to go finish the game. And that's what I told him. Jaleel wants us to finish this thing off and then worry about him and pray for him later. So um, just keeping it together for the for, for the guys, you know, and making sure that you get everybody focused and, 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 and uh, back on the right page and focusing on doing the job, that, you know, doing the task at hand was the most important thing. And uh, But it was definitely a scary situation. And thank God it was just a stinger. He's never had one before. Uh, and, and, we, and we were talking earlier that, if you've never had one and you have it for the first time, you think something is seriously wrong with you because of how painful it is. But um, he, he, he's fine. He's doing great. Um, he's probably not going to play this week, but he's going to the doctor in a couple of days uh, to, to get cleared. But uh, his spirits are good. You know, it's the first time he's ever been hurt in this game uh, in, in his young career. So he's dealing with that. But uh, he's, his spirits are high, and he'll be back soon. You can find him at SA Saints FB for everything that Coach Kramer is up to this year. Coach, uh, if it's okay with you, we will end with the serious, and I'll hit you with a little bit of the fun on the way out. Um, I've been told that you are, are a bit of a barbecue man yourself. We had a holiday weekend last weekend. So walk me through your take on, on, on what a, a, like a proper weekend. You know, you got the family and the friends and everybody together. What does your barbecue setup look like? What are you out there grilling? What's the ideal operation for you? Well, I actually have two grills right now. I have a, a traditional propane grill and then i just recently uh got a traeger which is an electric smoker and i must say the traeger is on a different level um first of all it's easy and and, and it's wi-fi so i on my phone i have an app where i can control the temperature of the grill um what i can yeah it, it, it's just incredible the uh t- technology behind grilling meat right now that's at my house um so you know smoking is obviously the way to go Right. If, if you've ever had smoked barbecue meat, it's unbelievable. So low and slow is the key. We, we do tri-tip is one of our favorite things in my house. My wife, Maggie, loves it. So uh, we just put that thing on there about 250 and let it go for, you know, uh, three, three hours or so. I'm still trying to dial it in to see exactly how I can get it. But um, I, I think I think smoking with, with the trigger is so easy. So, um, so got, I just love it. And yeah, it's you've got really the, good. You've got the tri-tip smoking away. Are you using the other one for the the chicken, the vegetables, the side dishes, or, or are you just focused on that and everybody else can provide the uh, the the surrounding noise for the centerpiece that is your tri-tip? Well, here's the thing: is you can smoke anything, the vegetables, the chicken, everything, and it's and it's big, so you can put it all on there. So we kind of just go with that for now, and then uh, the other night it's a little faster for the other grill, so I did chicken on the grill the other night. But uh, the trigger is the way to go. I highly recommend it. Um, I don't know if. I should be getting commissions for talking about this. <laughs> Hell yeah. On Prepper Insider, but um, oh, I think no, we're gonna, if football we're gonna, doesn't work out, I'll be a salesman for them. Yeah, we're going to contact the Traeger people and see if we can help them uh, set up a little tailgate for you because I know that Saints makes claim to some of the best tailgate situations uh, in all of sports that I've ever seen locally. So uh, we'll, we'll see if they can get that out there for you. So uh, it do you marinate the tri-tip, anything specific? You got a, a rub for it? Anything that you like to yeah, do? Yeah, we do it. Yeah, I, I have this uh, market near my house called Valley Farm Market, and uh, they have some unbelievable dry rubs. So dry rub is the way to go. Um, 
in in my opinion. So um, spicy stuff is what I like. Deal. Spicy dry rub, smoke it for a couple of hours, and you can also live the life of a successful you high school it, football coach. Coach, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Like we said, every Tuesday, Coach will be back here. So if you have more questions that you want to pick his brain, you can hit us up at SD Prep Insider on social media or at SA Saints FB. If you have any questions, we will get to them here on the show. Coach, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck this week. Any parting notes? No, we just have Otai Ranch on Friday um, at Otai, 7 o'clock. So we'll see you a lot of people there. All right, at Otai Ranch, 7 o'clock. Coach, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Christian.